a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, two therapy Padawans set out to determine how Star Wars relates to the mental health world. Let's get right into it. All right, well, may the 4th be with you all. I guess technically this is coming out on May 5th. May the 5th be with you. Or what's the saying? The um, oh, So I think it's, um, there's always a bigger 5th. There's always a bigger 5th. It's a fifth. quote from The Phantom Menace. But as you can tell from the title and from that intro and from my excitement in my voice, we're talking about Star Wars today <laughs> as a little bonus episode because the day we're recording this, it's Star Wars Day, which is May the 4th because, you know, may the 4th be with you. Darn right. And um, a lot of Star Wars things happened today. There were some Star Wars trailers and a lot of nostalgia posts on Star Wars accounts on social media. And so I thought, like I texted Enoch and said, it'd be kind of fun to do a Star Star Wars related episode because I myself am a huge fan. Like I am a, I know way too much about Star Wars. Like if, <laughs> if I had like a pie chart of the knowledge that's in my brain, I'd say like a good, it's like 50% like like good things like therapy stuff, like actually like intelligent things. And like the other 50, I'd say like 40% of my brain and memory. This is stupid, random Star Wars stuff, <laughs> like really random crap. And so I've just been obsessed with it for the longest time. Like I the first experience I have of going to a movie theater that I remember as a kid was going to, I don't know if you've ever been to it, but there's that movie theater in American Fork. It was like the discount movie theater. We called it the Sticky Shoe Theater. Like on the on State Street? It was on State Street, yeah. yeah I've we never been it, there, but I see it. Yeah, we called it the Sticky Shoe Theater because it was always stu- super sticky in there. Like when you walked <laughs> in, and like mm. you, your feet would like stick to the ground. Quality. And um, it was just cheaper. My dad would take us there to watch movies. And that's one of the earliest memories I have and the earliest memory I have of seeing a movie in a theater. It was seeing Revenge of the Sith on um, like the week after it came out. And like, I think it was 2005. 2004 wow and so and ever since then i've just been obsessed with star wars and it's only gotten worse more more, worse (laughs) yeah it's gotten worse as i've gotten older and gone to like star wars land and watched all the star wars animated series and i'm a nerd i'll just be straight up be honest with everyone listening ain't nothing wrong Um, with that i'm a huge star wars nerd and so the ideas today is we've picked some quotes and we found a really great article that we'll throw in the show notes um from men's line australia but Um, the author of the article just found some really great Star Wars quotes and relates them to mental health. And they're some of my favorite start favorite quotes from Star Wars. Um, some, from some of my favorite characters and we're going to give our own little two cents on it and how it relates to the mental health world. And I guess mental health philosophy and overall like positive psychology. But um, I'm really excited about this because as you can tell, (laughs) big old Star Wars fan here. And so we're excited to do this. Yeah. And, I've, I'm always going to be tied to this day for the rest of my life because May 4th is my birthday. Yeah. Happy, big old happy birthday to Enoch. Drop yeah. a, Thank a you. rating in the, in the comments. If, <laughs> if you want to give me a gift, leave a five-star review. Yeah, that is, that's <laughs> the only birthday gift he wants. So come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. So I am, whether I like it or not, tied to Star Wars for the rest of my existence. Yeah, you might hate it. You might end up just becoming a Star Wars nerd like me one day. But Yeah. And I mean, I don't. I don't hate Star Wars. I'm just not the biggest like fan of it. I like it. It's cool. It's fun. Just like another movie series. I've seen yeah. all of them. It's great, but it wouldn't be my first like go-to mm-hmm. movie or thing like that. Like my go-to is like I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, mm. The Hobbit. I love more of that era 
I'm not really as much of a futuristic kind of guy. I'm more of a... So instead, like more like fantasy instead yeah, of sci-fi. Fantasy, sci fantasy, yeah. There you go. That's the way to put it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Lord of the Rings too. So like, I, I hate when people compare Star Wars to other things. Like, right. it's, it's, it's its own yeah. thing. Like just yeah. how Star Wars is its own thing. You can be a huge Lord of the Rings nerd and also be a huge Star Wars nerd because like one is not better than the other because there's such different, right. there's different genres and they have way different um, like uh, purposes behind them. I know. Yes, and so yeah, and I think that's one of the worst questions: is do you prefer Lord of the Rings or Star Wars better? Yeah, because that's like the two what big kind of question is comparisons. That? Yeah, I don't know. You can't because I love both of them a lot, and um, I know a lot less about Lord of the Rings, but it's an amazing movie series. And so maybe one day we'll do a, a Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah, let's say that we're going to do that in the future for sure. We're going to why break Gollum down. is has all these mental disorders. Yeah, and some of the most <laughs> <laughs> what what mental disorders does Gollum have? Maybe we could do an episode like what we're doing today and taking some of our favorite quotes yeah, and relating them to mental health philosophy. Yeah, that'd be fun. But that's kind of what we're doing today. So we can get right into it. Um, it's going to be a total of five quotes. Yeah. And we're just going to go through them. And these are some of my favorite quotes. But again, they're from an article that we found and they just kind of picked them that have the most to do with mental health. But I'll go ahead with the first one here. This one's from The Empire Strikes Back. So the if we're going... Um, chronologically, this is the uh, the fifth movie in the series. It says, this is Yoda speaking, Jedi Master Yoda. Always with you what cannot be done. You must unlearn what you have learned. Try not, do. Or do or do not. There is no try. And from my understanding, this is like one of the most well-known quotes from Star Wars. Like you look mm -hmm. up Star Wars quote on Google the first picture you're going to get is a picture of Yoda with this quote right next to it. We had joked that we were going to do the actual voice. <laughs> do or do not. There is do no try. Do not. Mm. <laughs> there is no try. Mm. <laughs> but, so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, this uh, is like the, definitely the most well-known quote, but it um, yeah. for a good reason, because um, it highlights a really important philosophy when it comes to mindset and the way you see the world. Or the way that we see the world in general, and I guess the way that Luke was seeing the world in the movie, that so often we say, I tried my hardest, or I tried my best, but Yoda highlights an important aspect of like a growth mindset, I guess. And we've talked about that before in an episode. It was actually my first episode on the podcast was growth and fixed mindset, so you can go back and yeah. listen to that. Um, but it shows the growth mindset that... Um, there's only doing, there's no trying. If you're really attempting to work at something, you don't just try to do it. You, you do it and you do your best at it. And so that's kind of what I pull from it. And, um, and I guess in, in the, what the article breaks down, what I really like is how it says that it breaks down the quote, always with you, what cannot be done. And it says this kind of focuses on how people have a negative aspect about the world. And that Luke, um, that Luke specifically in this movie, for anyone who's seen it, he's very pessimistic and very, um, that's not pessimistic, but he's very negative and very, um, worried, I guess in this movie that he's always yeah. worried about his, his friends. I need to go help my friends. I need to learn to be a Jedi as soon as possible so I can defeat Vader. I need to go and like, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't lift the X-Wing out of the water. I can't do all these things. And, um, is this the movie where he's Yoda's on his back? Yeah, this is the this is that around. one. Okay, so they're like jumping around doing flips and stuff like that. And yeah, it's the bad lip reading Yoda's song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that one. Oh uh, yeah, go watch that one. 
But yeah, I like how it shows that um, so often we have that tendency to look at things that we that we can't do anything about and focus on those things as a motivation to stop doing what we're doing, I guess, and as an excuse to stop rather than using our resilience to keep going and moving towards the things we care about. So beautiful. Okay. The second quote here, this is by Obi-Wan Kenobi himself. This is in return of the Jedi, which what number is that? That one is sixth chronologically. Okay. Okay. See, I really don't know anything as far as the chronologically chronologic order mm-hmm. goes, but that's why we have Austin. <laughs> so Obi-Wan says, You will find that many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. And I really like that because, I mean, he's just showing or telling you that the way you see the world is through your own biases, through your own glasses, that kind of filter the world for you and your thoughts views beliefs you're going to see the world through that perspective and someone that has different views beliefs or have gone through different things are going to see though they're going to see the world a bit different than you and i i think to like the happiness trap by russ harris and he talks a lot about how our we get hooked to our thoughts and our feelings Mm -hmm. and our emotions and how that changes our point of view on our life and on our situation and on those particular thoughts and feelings themselves. And by being mindful and staying present, we can change our point of view, which is, I guess is the whole crux of, of acceptance and commitment therapy, that if we are mindful enough and present enough, we can, we can change our point of view on our circumstance by allowing to ourselves to feel those feelings fully and accept them rather than run from them. We can, almost in a way change our point of view and thus change our the way we're experiencing it. Yeah. I guess I also kind of think of um, a way to do that. I think of um, Jordan Peterson's book, uh, 12 More Rules for Life, the Beyond Order book. I recently, I'm really close to finishing reading the paperback copy. I listened to it before, really close to finishing the paperback. His last rule is called, um, I, I think it's um, always show gratitude, show gratitude despite suffering. Because by showing gratitude in any given situation, you change your point of view on the situation. Yeah. And if your focus is always on gratitude, despite the suffering that you're feeling, because suffering is just a part of life, as anyone can attest to, that once you do that, you can always have control of your perspective of your situation. So. I love it. Yeah. I guess that's a really long way to to break down that. Yeah, little did you know, all that was from Obi-Wan. That all came from Mr. Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) (laughs) Obi-Wan. Oh, man. Uh. Number three. This is from The Phantom Menace. This is Shmi Skywalker, which for those who don't know, probably a lot of you don't know, Shmi Skywalker is Anakin Skywalker's mom. And if you don't know who Anakin Skywalker is, that is Darth Vader. That's the name he goes by before he's Darth Vader. He's the basically the main character of the entire first Star Wars first six Star Wars movies. Uh, that's a major spoiler alert. So, so if you haven't seen Star Wars, I'm sorry. Yeah, we, if you haven't, we at this just point. ruined it for you. <laughs> um, Shmi is Anakin's mommy, and this comes from. Uh, I guess context helps with this quote. Um, Anakin is about to be taken by um, Obi Wan Kenobi and Qui Gon Jinn, taken with. He's going with them to see if he's going to be able to become a Jedi. He's taking from his home planet Tatooine, and Anakin's really scared of the change. 
because mm-hmm. his whole life he's just lived there and he's lived with his mom and he's mm-hmm. afraid to leave his mom and he's really worried about the situation because how much is going to change in his life. And his mom looks at him and says, you cannot, you can't stop change any more than you can stop the suns from setting. And that, that one is profound. I remember the last time I watched that, that quote made me think a lot that um, so often a lot of the anxiety in people's lives that they feel has to do with, with change and yeah. the utter fear of change or things changing in your life and not being the way you want them to be or the way you expect them to be. Mm-hmm. And so when they change outside of that little bubble that you want them to be in, it creates a lot of negative psychological experiences. And so when you can accept this fact that you can't stop change from happening and it's always going to happen despite how much you want it to be a certain way, once you can accept that and allow it to be a part of your life, you'll probably avoid a lot of negative experiences psychologically. Yeah. And it's interesting to me because we tend to fight against change so much, yet change is going to be the only consistent thing in your life forever. Mm-hmm. Maybe the only constant is Yeah, the only is constant change. is change. And yet we seem to fight it or have a really hard time accepting mm-hmm. that fact. And the... Uh, the Buddhists are really into this, really accepting that nothing is permanent. There's a sense of impermanence with everything, people, life, things. The only constant is change. And so Shmi's onto something here. She is. And it says sons, because I do know that Tatooine has several sons. Two sons, twin sons. That's why it's a hot planet. My Star Wars knowledge has increased. Look at that. You gained a level on your Star Wars knowledge, your Star Wars RuneScape cape. (laughs) Okay, number four. You just want to give the background of this and then I'll... Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, this one needs the context. Yeah, absolutely. So um, this is another one from Empire Strikes Back. That, That movie is filled with amazing quotes. So this is Luke Skywalker and Yoda talking. This is from a similar situation as the first quote. They're on the planet Dagobah which is where Yoda went into hiding after the rise of the Empire, and Luke went there to get trained by Yoda. That's where he got sent there by Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he's there training, and they're doing all types of things, and um, Luke is being really stubborn and all all types of um, hard to work with, and Yoda has a hard time with him, and they come across this, uh, this cave, and... It has like a dark presence and it's kind of illustrated that in the movie that it's just like with the music and the, the shot that, that they use in the scene, it shows there's something dark in there, something eerie. to be scared of, a little eerie. That's a good way to put it. And, yeah. um, so this is a, a dialogue between Luke Skywalker and Yoda. Yeah. So Luke says, what's in there? And then Yoda says, only what you take with you, or rather, only what you take with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only what you take with you. (laughs) (laughs) So only what you take with you. Now, with the context, that is super profound because Luke is scared, a little nervous to go into this eerie cave. He doesn't know what's in there. Could be a monster. I don't know what kind of monsters really are, like what the names of the monsters are. The giant sandworms or something. Oh, like in The Mandalorian? Yeah. The the crate dragon? That thing. (laughs) And that one, yeah, there could be all types. Like in that movie, he fights the... uh... I can't remember the name of it, um, not the Tauntaun, but there's like the ice giant that he fights earlier in that movie in a cave, which is, I guess, is a good parallel to make. Earlier in The Empire Strikes Back, he gets, oh, that's right. he gets attacked by an ice monster. I, yeah. I'm blanking on the name, so I Kinda guess like I did. like a Yeti have... thing. Yeah, it's like, I can't remember the name of it, and um, it's one of the first times we see Luke 
use the force to yeah. on an object. Get his and it, lightsaber from the gets, stuck snow. Yeah, and he and that's how he ends up saving himself. But he's in a cave, and so if you draw that parallel to this moment, he's he has fear because just a couple of days earlier he was in a cave and almost got eaten alive. Mm. And so yeah. um, I guess yeah. that adds greater context to why he why the cave is such a scary thing for for Luke. Yeah, and I think the article says this perfectly. And also, I'm just going to read this. So the article says, The idea is that what we carry with us is an emotional sense, negativity, anxiety, etc., into a given situation can have an impact on the outcome. In Luke's case, he is taking negative feelings with him everywhere, like anger and fear. As he takes these feelings into the situation, the cave reflects these emotions back at him in a vision. While we're lucky enough not to face a cave this scary in our everyday lives, many of our experiences can be affected by the mood and thoughts we bring into the situation for better or for worse. And so you take a situation like, I don't know, a simple one, like a job interview. You get really anxious and you're really nervous, and that will affect the way you respond and act. And so you go into that cave really nervous with all your fears, and you see like a vision of what could happen, like the worst that could happen. You get eaten by the sandworm like in Dune. That's the yeah. only thing I can think of as far <laughs> as sandworms go. Um, but if you go in there, cool, calm, collected, obviously, like we've talked about, you can't necessarily stop these feelings of anxiety and mm-hmm. of fear, but you can accept them and not let them get to your head in a sense. You can keep Drop the forward. struggle with them, yeah. yeah drop the struggle with that hypothetical sandworm and carry on. Yeah, exactly. And um, I I like the illustration you make there with the job interview, and that could be applied to so many things in life that might be anxiety-inducing. Like for a lot of people who might have social anxiety going into any type of social situation, um, what's if Yoda were to ask ask you, or if you were to ask Yoda what's going to be in that social situation, he would say only the things that you take with you. And so if you determined beforehand that you're going to take with you a mindset that you really want to connect with someone, you're going to take that with you and that's what's going to be inside the metaphorical cave mm-hmm. of a social situation. Connection. But if you go into it, taking with you the rea- like the, the expectation just to be afraid and nervous and um, physically sick, then yeah, that's what's going to be in the cave. And I guess what's important to point out is those are probably always going to be in the cave but you can also choose to take with you an expectation for connection. Yeah. And so um, only what you take with you in any situation are the things that are going to be there. That's so deep. Yeah. I love that. Great movie. Yoda. You. He's the man. Empire Strikes Back is full of it. He is the, the master word. Jedi. Speaking of Yoda, number five is the next. Number five is another Yoda quote. And I think by the time he died, he was almost a thousand years old. So that's why. Wow. That's why he has like, so much knowledge. In the story, his character is a thousand years old. So that's why he has so much knowledge and wisdom. So wise. That's why yeah. he was like the Grand Master Jedi. Anyways, not going to get into that. But this is from The Last Jedi. And I'm not going to get on to how much I hate this movie. It is the worst, one of the worst films in not only Star Wars history, but movie history. <laughs> and don't at me, the Star Wars sequels are not canon. They're just terrible. Retweet, retweet. Um, Star Wars sequels. This, so I'm just gonna... Kathleen Kennedy, the head of Lucasfilm, I'm talking to you. You made a terrible oh, film. Oh, snap. Ryan Johnson, you ruined one of the best characters in Star Wars. Come Luke on, Skywalker. Ryan? 
But this this line is actually amazing when I was watching it. It's the one of the only redeeming qualities of that film. Um it is it says, and this is Yoda, he says, The greatest teacher failure is. The greatest teacher failure is. Um and uh <laughs> this is another profound thing, and it goes back to the growth and um fixed mindset that we were talking about earlier and that was my very first episode on this podcast that people with a fixed mindset tend to be very um, afraid of failure and they see mm-hmm. it as a, as a drawback rather than a step forward. Same and thing people, with change. Yeah. Same thing with change. Yeah. yeah. And um, a person with a growth mindset will see failure as a learning opportunity rather than like a vice. And so you take this quote from Yoda and apply it to your life and you think of a time you failed maybe try to think of ways that you learned from that failure. And I guess going into the future, and I do this with myself all the time, always look for the teaching moment inside of failure. Because mm-hmm. as we read here, failure is the greatest teacher because you don't learn a whole lot from success, in my opinion. And that's kind of the whole philosophy behind the growth and fixed mindset that um, Dr. Carol Dweck talks about in her books. She was the kind of proprietor of the growth and fixed mindset idea the things he talks about in her book is that you don't really learn a whole lot from success. You just kind of right. experience feelings of euphoria. You, It's good good feelings, but you don't learn a whole lot. You just feel good feelings. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there's a lot to be learned from from, neg- from from failure. It comes with a lot of negative feelings, but I guess that's the opposition in all things that we find. That if you want to have, if you want to have a lesson, you're going to feel something negative. And if you want to feel good, you're not going to learn a lot from it. There's not a lot of good things that are going to stem from it. Right. Yeah. And I do think, I mean, some of you may say, oh man, that's super cheesy. But really, some of these most cheesy things are some of the most true, most like real things in life. Now, let me tell you, all of you have overcome and learned from at least one thing in your life, which is one of the greatest feats you'll ever have done. And that's to learn how to walk Mm -hmm. as a baby. And I'm sure all of you listening to this can walk. I mean, at least unless you're in a wheelchair and you're born that way. But I'll say the vast majority of you have learned how to walk. That's the normality, yeah. You may be walking right now. You may be driving. But when you get out of your car, you're going to be walking. And you learned how to walk because of failure. That's it. How many times you've fell while learning how to walk yeah yeah exactly you failed failed you done fail you done failed it (laughs) and you literally fell over and over and over again and you learned from it learned from it whether that was from your parents or yourself you're like okay well obviously (laughs) you can just imagine a baby talking themselves through this like okay well when I stand up, my legs get all jiggly. So maybe if I kind of take one step and hurry move my other one, then I'll, I'll keep get, keep that momentum going. <laughs> and you learned from it. And you would fall again, and that's okay. You didn't beat yourself up. You got back up, and you kept going. What's that Rocky quote? It's not about how hard you... It's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you... Or how much... How hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take... And keep moving forward. Yeah. That's how winners are made. That's how winners are made. (laughs) 
We're quoting all types of movies today. Yeah, that's been doing it. I used to listen to that in high school when I was working out, like in so preparing for football. Yeah, it's all it's, like you said. It's the cheesiest quotes that have actually the most profound effect. I think right. on people's lives, and um, it's cheesy. I think for a reason because it resonates so much, and everyone kind yeah. of understand what it's trying to say. Easy and that's, to remember. But exactly. Because it's true. It rings true to people. Yeah, cliches are cliche for a reason. It's because they have a whole lot of truth behind them. Yeah. And like the same thing with stereotypes. Like there's there's truth behind it and that's the reason that it's there. And I think cliches like this hold a lot of, hold water because they have a lot of truth behind them. Yeah. And um, the greatest teacher of failure is. And that's very true. <laughs> yeah. I learned that in my own life at least, especially with like failing, not failing tests, but when I get 100% on a test in school. I don't know where I need to improve, but if I miss like three or four questions, I can look back and say, okay, I need to go and study in these specific areas to, to increase my knowledge. And so, but when I get a hundred percent, I'm like, well, I'm good. Don't need to do anything yeah, else. But right. whenever I miss a question, I go study more on those, those questions. So I don't miss it in the future. Right. And I guess that's a, a kind of a nuanced thing that just kind of shows briefly what, what that means. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. I, and I do have a bonus quote for everyone. Oh, let's hear it. Number six. This He's is not reading anything. This is coming this from is, his 40% Star Wars brain. This is the dome, right off the dome. Um, this is from Qui-Gon Jinn, my favorite Jedi in all of the Star Wars universe. He's uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's master. He says in The Phantom Menace that um, your focus determines your reality. And I, mm. I live my life by that, like every day almost, that the things that you focus on will determine the way you perceive your life. If you decide to focus on things that are harmful or things that focus on that might make your life hard or difficult, then your life, then your reality is going to be difficult. But if you can choose to focus on things that you're grateful for, the things that bring you joy while still acknowledging things that are negative or hard to deal with, like how we were talking about early, earlier, acknowledging things while focusing on things that we care about the whole foundation of acceptance and commitment therapy but your focus will determine your reality if you can focus on things that you care about your reality will be on the things that you care about yeah and so shout out to qui-gon jinn died too early <laughs> at the hands of r.i.p qui-gon <laughs> of darth maul <laughs> that um, reminds me of the quote actually of uh i don't know if it was tony robbins that said it or not but he says a quote a lot where focus goes energy flows mm, yeah it's a good so one. whatever you focus on it's where your energy is going to go so if that's into negative things, then your energy is going to go into that and reinforce that. Yeah. You're, it's kind of like a weird thing. It's like what you're looking at is your focus. And um, if you're always like metaphorically looking at how stressful you are, yeah, then yeah, that's going to be your reality. That's where, you're, right. that's where your energy is going to go on is solving your stress and getting rid of that stress. And that's not super beneficial to someone's life because you have so many things to worry about. But if your focus is on the things that you care about most, like your fitness goals and your health goals or your relationship goals then that's going to be reality because that's all you're focusing on yeah while all those other things are still happening you're not necessarily noticing them because you're not focusing on them as much yeah and it's again that's like positive psychology like kind of easy pop psychology thing but i i think pop psychology and positive psychology philosophy have a lot of wisdom to offer the world the kind of we were talking about with cliches because for me they've been very helpful i always tell my yeah. wife that cheesy cliches get me through the day and they really do yeah. like those little quotes from star wars honestly get me through the hardest That's days cool. because it helps me focus on what's most important in my life i love that so well i bet you didn't know we could pull all of that from star wars huh yeah i hope i i didn't i didn't 
before I started going to school to be a therapist. But now every time I watch anything Star Wars, I'm looking at how amazing, especially George Lucas was at putting very profound ideas into kind of silly space movies. Mm-hmm. And That's cool. we were talking about this beforehand. We're, we're wanting to do these things like this a lot more into the future. So if you liked this, um, there's going to be a lot more coming, hopefully, if you guys enjoy it. Because we we talked about this beforehand as well, that we really enjoy doing stuff like this. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We engage a lot more and it's a lot more fun for us. And so hopefully that is the case for you guys as well, that you enjoy it. And let us know if you do. As always, reach out to us on Instagram and uh, leave a rating and review, Apple Podcasts and um, and Spotify as well. Because we want to know what you guys like and what you guys want to hear about. So if you have a movie that you want us to break down or a... A song. Or, or a, yeah, or a TV show even. Or like some random character from a book even we'd love to look into it and have conversations like this because it'd be awesome it's very fun for us to to do this so be watching out for more more episodes like this because we're definitely going to be doing it yeah if you want to know what disorder a character has in a movie let us know what movie it is the character it is we'll figure it out let you know Mm -hmm. yeah well again i hope you learned something new and i hope you found a way to at least apply one of the great quotes from star wars and the master yoda himself and obi-wan and Shmi. Shmi Skywalker. <laughs> but I hope you all have a great week and we'll talk to you next week. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about therapy? What about what about therapy? What about what about therapy?